I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Mother Podcast. I am recording this in my new office in a snowy day after a weekend away with my book club. And this is kind of funny, but I wrote all the notes for this podcast while everybody else in my book club was at the spa soaking in the hot springs. And I just decided that instead of soaking in hot springs, I was just ready to write. And I did a lot of reflecting about my ideal clients. I did a lot of reflecting about how we create results in our business. I did a lot of writing about different concepts that I think you need to know for where you are in your business. So this is one of those things that I came up with. And before I get into today's topic, I had one other little thought for you. Today, the day that I'm recording this, I had to submit my application to be considered to join the next round of the mastermind that I'm currently in. She has enrollment open. It's by application only. And those of us who are in it right now have to apply for the next time as well and kind of fight for our spot. And what I found really interesting is she asked for both like, are you ready to make this investment? But also like, what is your truth about this investment? And I found the question really interesting and what came to me was this idea that yes, investing is scary every single time. Anytime we invest in our business, it's scary, but I know that I'm going to make my money back and so much more. And I kind of had this sense that not investing would be more scary than investing at this point for me. Like I've done it on my own and I've done it with her in this mastermind and not having the opportunity to grow my business with her help in this mastermind feels more scary to me than making the investment. And that was such an interesting realization that I had. And I just wanted to share it and kind of put that seed in your mind. What if it was more scary for you to not make the investment than to make the investment? I think that shows how solid my belief is that I'm going to make my money back and so much more, right? Like I can make that amount on my own without her, but think of how much more I could be making with her help, with her guidance, with her coaching and all of the benefits of that. So I just wanted to put that out for you. Today's topic is my thoughts about getting people on sales conversations. So whether you call these discovery calls, consult calls, consultation calls, sales calls, 
fitting calls. I'm trying to think of what other names I see out there. It's all the same thing. I call them consult calls. A lot of you seem to call them discovery calls, and that is totally fine. You don't have to use my word. We can all use whatever word we want, but I just want to be sure we're all clear about these conversations that you're having with people. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about how to get more of these calls into your calendar, how to get people to say yes to these calls. I have a few rules about getting people on these calls, and then I have some actionable tips for you to run the call and get people on the call. So I'm hoping this one's going to be a really good, actionable type um, episode for you, and you're really going to get some good tips that you can go out and implement this week. The number one rule of discovery calls is to be a real human, whether you're trying to get somebody on the call, whether you are already on the call with them, being a real human and remembering that that is all that is happening. You are a human, they are a human, you are having a conversation as people, and it doesn't have to be anything else other than those things. I think sometimes we forget that. I think a lot of times we will get into this weird space where we're attached to making a sale. We bring this funky energy to our conversation and it really doesn't feel like human to human. And I think remembering that is kind of like this secret sauce where I've had a lot of people comment that the calls that they've had with me have just been so different than the calls that they've had with other people. And I think so much of it is that I just have a natural conversation. Sometimes I ask really hard questions. Sometimes it is a difficult conversation. Um, Sometimes I push, but I am always a real human being. I'm always seeing them as a real human being. I'm always willing to show up and listen and really see them for who they are and really listen to what they want and what they see about their business. And I really strive to show up without an agenda, that I'm not there with something to prove. I'm not there to get a yes. I'm there to really guide them towards making a decision that makes sense for them, that's really going to serve them. And I think ultimately that's what serves my business best when I show up to these calls in that way. Today I'm going to be talking about two different kinds of offers that you can make to invite people onto one of these calls. One is direct offers. That's like one-on-one where you are actually talking to one other person and directly inviting them. The other is indirect offers, and that's when you make an offer from one to many, so from you to a group, and there are some similarities and some differences, so that's why I am differentiating the offers those different ways. With both, you want to really be connected to why they should want to get on the phone with you. What benefit are they going to get from this call besides being sold to and finding out if you want to work together? 
I think a lot of our potential clients are a little hesitant to get on these calls because there is kind of a stigma of uncomfortable sales conversations. A lot of people are not, um, not comfortable being sold to. Maybe it's something that they think they don't like. Maybe it's something that they think is going to be high pressure and like maybe they're going to agree to something they don't actually want. A lot of people have stories and baggage around sales. And of course, I don't think any of that's accurate, but it is something that is in their mind and it feels very real for them and is a real hesitation. So just having this idea of like, come get on the call to me and I will sell to you is uncomfortable for a lot of people. So you want to be really clear about what do they get from this conversation, whether you work together or not. What is the actual benefit of you being on this call together? This is what I think about the calls that I do. I think on the call with me, they figure out why they aren't where they want to be yet. And I, as an expert in business, in building online businesses, in being a mom who builds a successful online business, I can really give them some helpful thoughts about why they aren't where they want to be yet. I don't coach on these calls, and I don't recommend that you do. I really feel like they haven't invited me to be their coach yet. They haven't asked me to be their coach yet. And because of that, I am not going to be coaching them, but I am going to reflect back to them what I'm seeing and hearing and what I think may be keeping them stuck instead of helping them to move to where they want to be. All right, let's talk about making direct offers. I'm going to give you some scenarios, some examples and kind of walk you through what each of those look like. I think it's better to kind of play out some scenarios in this instead of um, just giving you like a canned response or something like that. So here's an example of a direct offer. You're out at dinner with a friend and they say something that you're like, it mentally like, wow, I help people with that. Maybe you're a podcast editor and they're like, I really want to start a podcast and I don't know how and I don't know what to do. Or maybe they are struggling with their job and you're a career coach and you're thinking, hello, don't you know I help people with that? But you have this moment where you're like, is this inappropriate? I don't really know what to say to them. You start feeling awkward. So even if you do take action and make an invitation to them, it comes off so awkward and you've totally lost the human to human connection. The friend at dinner scenario, keep your calm. And there's a couple different things that you can do. First, you can just say, that's exactly what I do. I help people with that. And then say, I would love to set up a time to talk about it more. Do you want to do that? Or when are you free? And go from there to set up a time. I would not recommend trying to do your sales conversation at the dinner table with your friend. Schedule another time to come back to it. 
or you can just let it go. And after dinner, you could reach out to them maybe the next day and say, hey, I remember you mentioned this. If you want help with that, that's exactly what I do in my business. And I'd be so happy to set up a time to talk about what it would look like to work together and how I can help. Something like that feels so natural, so casual, and it doesn't change anything about the dynamic with your friend. It doesn't make it weird or uncomfortable. It's just human to human, friend to friend. Here's another scenario where you might make a direct offer. It might be at a networking event, and I'm sure all of you who have been to networking events and told people about what you do have experienced this moment where somebody is like, oh my gosh, I totally need you. (laughs) And then you feel a little awkward and aren't really sure how to respond or what to say. I think this one, the most appropriate thing you can do with it is to say, great, let's schedule a time to talk about it and then actually schedule a time. A lot of you are very hung up about needing business cards and that kind of thing for these networking events when you really don't need them. Like so many people would hear, oh my gosh, I need you and pull out their card and be like, oh yeah, contact me. And the person is has every intention of reaching out, right? And we've all done this. We put the card in our purse, never to be seen again. And like three years later, when we clean out the purse, we find the card and we're like, oh yeah, I was going to talk to them about that. Don't leave it to chance like that. I love to say, awesome, let's schedule a time. When are you free in the next week? Pull out my phone. We all have our calendars handy these days electronically, and we can just get it on the calendar and not have to think about it and not add any extra steps. Here's one more example of when you could make a direct offer. This one is similar to networking events, but it's online networking. So a lot of times in Facebook groups and everywhere online really people will ask questions and people will share the things that they struggle with and then you have an opportunity to answer the question and provide some value to you to them i know a lot of times i will see posts like this especially when i was building my business and they would have a lot of answers on them and like a lot of people throwing out their link Um, inviting people to schedule a call with them and that kind of thing. And it can be really overwhelming to the person who wrote the original post. And something that I always tried to think of when I was kind of in the heyday of networking in Facebook groups is how can I be the most valuable comment on this whole post? So I would really think through how can I add some value here How can I really be the one comment that stands out from all the rest? So what I would typically do is answer their question, give them some really helpful advice, let them know this is something I help all of my clients with and I'm happy to chat more. Feel free to PM me 
And if they wanted to send me a private message, they could. If they didn't, they didn't have to. So many people would end up sending me a private message after that. And from that message, then I could invite them to a call and really dig into more of the details, really help them see what the struggle was that they were facing and make a strong offer to work together. This doesn't have to be weird. We don't have to be creepy, dropping links and all kinds of weird stuff all over the internet. We can truly be serving them, providing value, and letting them to come to us after that. With all of these things, I really encourage you, don't use a script. So this whole method of making direct offers, no matter where it's being made, is something that I teach my clients, but I do not give them scripts. I don't believe in scripts. I think that they could take the same exact words that I use, say them out loud, and have it sound incredibly awkward and not like a human. You want this to be natural. So you want to take like the vibe and the energy of what I've said and put it into your own version. How do you actually speak to people? What are the things that you say? And go with that. You don't want to be sounding scripted. You don't want to be sounding forced or unnatural. All right, final thing. Let's talk about making indirect offers. So once again, this is one to many. There's so many ways that you can make indirect offers, but you really want to be focused on where is your audience that you have built. It's not okay typically to post indirect offers to other people's audiences. A lot of times people will come into my Facebook group and they'll try to post the kind of offer posts that I write to my Facebook group and not only is that just really rude because it's someone else's audience, someone else's um, group and potential base of clients that they have really worked hard to build up, but also it's not effective because these people don't have a relationship with you and it's just going to come off as salesy and icky, even if it's an excellent post, because you don't have the relationship with that audience. You haven't built that know, like, and trust with them. So they're just like, well, who is this lady in here trying to sell to us? We have no idea who she is. So sometimes you can even kind of mess up the vibe in another group that's not even your own group by doing this. And because group owners don't like that, they'll probably just kick you out or block you from posting and you just don't want to be that person. So really be conscious that making offers like this, making these indirect offers are for your own audience. This could be in a Facebook group that you yourself have built. This could be on your email list. This could be on a Facebook live that you do. This could be um, at the end of a live workshop that you've done. There's so many ways that you can deliver an indirect offer to your own audience. And there's so many places that you could be building your own audience. There isn't a formula for compelling content, at least 
there's not one that I follow, which means you don't have to follow one to be successful. But I often present kind of like a before and after type post or story um, in my Facebook group is where I do this. And then I'll do like a call to action of applying to work with me or scheduling a call with me that is related to the post. So something that's interesting is that I write such good posts that are inviting people to work with me that even when it is a post with an explicit indirect offer in it, people will still interact with that post. It's not like, ooh, we only interact with value posts, not sales posts. All of my posts are value posts and some of them have an explicit offer in them and some of them don't. But sometimes people will reach out after seeing a post even without a clear offer, even without a call to action. Something that I like to think about when I am putting together these posts, like I said, a before and after type post where I'm talking about where they are right now and what the struggle is now and what their thoughts and feelings are right now. And then I'm talking about what it could be like if they had a shift, if they worked with me, if they changed the thing that I'm talking about, they could be thinking and feeling this way. They could be having these different results. They would be doing these different things. And it's really painting a vivid picture of what life could be like, what their business could be like. And then really offering that getting on the phone with me is the first step to make that shift. And what I always think about is that the goal with all of my content is really getting them to think, really causing them to see something in a new way, really causing them to have some kind of a mental shift and also staying in their mind all day. I like to think of like, I move into their brain and then I stay in their brain all day and they're thinking about me all day after they read that post. One more thing that I want to say about direct versus indirect offers is that when you're starting out your business, most of your offers are going to be direct. You're going to be having a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations and your audience is not going to be very large to be making indirect offers to. But as you're out there getting clients from your direct offers, you're building up an audience to give indirect offers to. And then eventually you get to a point where you're barely making direct offers or never making direct offers and all of the offers are indirect. So these are kind of different phases of business as well, but it really is important when you're out there doing the one-on-one -on -one conversations, doing the direct offers that you're focusing on building up your own audience somewhere as well. All right, mamas. I hope that you are feeling inspired and feeling some really good ideas flowing about how to get people on a call with you. And as for what to do after they're on the call or specific help on any of the things that we talked about today, I would love to talk to you more about how to do that and what looking what it looks like to work with me. So if that's something that you're interested in, 
the first step for you is actually going to be coming over to my Facebook group, joining me there, seeing how I operate, seeing the kind of content that I put out there and just enjoying being sold by the content that I'm putting out there and the indirect offers that I'm putting out there. So come on over to Online Business Building Mamas. I give so much value there. I actually, I don't even know if I mentioned this on the podcast. I must have, but if not, if you missed it, I actually took the vault of training and resources from a paid membership that I used to offer and no longer offer. I decided to make it completely free to everybody in my Facebook group. So if you aren't over there yet, or if you're in the Facebook group and haven't checked out the vault yet, hop on over there and look in the announcements in the group. You'll find the link and you can go get all of those resources and start making more progress in your business right now. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.